welcome back to uh so what now so i haven't really mentioned it before but one of my passions is languages i love languages and uh, i grew up in a place where we speak a lot of languages so just to give it a bit of background about where i'm from so i'm currently in a country well i'm still there i'm still from the country um called south africa where is that it's at the south of africa Believe it or not, I get that question fairly often. Um, and yes, I do know Mandela, and I'm glad you know them as well. Um, so we speak about 11 languages. But I read this really cool article a while ago. There's up to 40 languages, excluding the main ones, and then up to 100 if you include the small groups that speak them throughout the country, which is super cool. I don't know there were that many, but compared to other African countries, they speak way more. If you go up to Central Northern Africa you might find countries that speak like i believe in congo it's upwards of 20 same thing in nigeria i believe i stand to be corrected um it's hot all the time and there's about 60 million people so that's basically where i'm from the reason why i bring this up is because i have grown up in a multilingual country um i've heard a bunch of languages i've heard uh, there's a language from south africa called zulu or its official name is isi zulu Afrikaans, which is sort of like a blend between Dutch and German. There's Xhosa, there's Pedi, there's a whole bunch of different languages. Um, Afrikaans is a weird one because it's a blend of different languages. So there's some Portuguese, there's some French, there's some Spanish. There are a whole bunch of things that come into it. And a while ago, I started learning French and I thought, well, it might be cool if I sort of describe a bit of how I did it in case anyone else wants to go through a similar process. So let's, let's just start off why you would want to learn a language, right? It's a, it's a long process and it's pretty difficult. So why would you want to do it? Well, you know, it's a great challenge for the brain. It keeps your brain fresh. It makes you think. It helps you better understand a different culture. Um, I really think it helps give you a better appreciation of your own culture. Because you might not be aware of the things that you ignore because they're always there. But when you appreciate something that's sort of on the other side, you realize, oh, wow, we have it pretty good. Or I didn't realize we did it that way. Keeps your brain fresh when you age as well. You know, as you get older, if you work out, it's good for your body. You also got to work out your mind. Your mind's a muscle. It needs to be exercised and used as well. And a great way to do that is by learning a new language which also pairs into another thing humans need, which is being social. The more languages you speak, the more people you can speak to. So it's sort of like a win-win on that one. Now, amongst the most common languages, obviously we have French, we have Spanish, we have German, Mandarin, Italian. Um, and they're great. They're great. You can learn at your own speed. You can study it formally at school. You can do it with learning software. There's a whole bunch of things you can do. And I really love them because I really think it's such a cool challenge to every day open up an article or something. And you're basically saying, okay, how much of this can I understand? And can I describe what I read in that language? And it's a continual challenge of testing yourself based on what you've learned. And then, you know, like... If you learn cooking, right, you might not get to cook every single day. But I feel like with languages, you get to practice them so much more. You might not have a knife and potatoes with you, but you can always describe the weather. So it's something really cool because you can just speak about it. You can use the tool almost at any point in time. Right. So we've mentioned the approaches that you could use. Um, software, 
one of the nice things about it, there's many different versions of it online, but it gives you a more guided approach to learning the language. You're not learning randomly. It shows you what your progress is, sort of keeps you on track. Um, it enforces the basics, which is really important because obviously in the beginning, we all want to learn how to uh, describe the sun and what is the meaning of life and all that fancy stuff. But we first got to get the one plus ones, the two plus twos right before we jump to the complicated stuff. And oftentimes that takes a while. It needs a bit of reinforcement. But once you get it going, it's really satisfying. At least that's what I found. The beginning is super slow. It feels like you're just grinding your head on the road. Hope people don't do that. Um, and you just feel like oh, I understand it. I feel like it's there in my brain, but somehow it's not coming out of my mouth the way I wanted to. What's going on? So in order to really be fluent in a language, obviously you need a bunch of things to come together. You need to be able to speak. You need to be able to write. You need to be able to listen. All these things come together to make someone fluent in a language. Nowadays, most people agree that the speaking part is the most important. Because we speak more, well, nowadays, most people tend to believe that speaking is the most important part. But writing is also important, I believe. We spend a lot of time on our phones, and we're writing messages, sending them through text. So I believe having a good grasp of writing is also pretty important. In order to come fluent, a lot of times people will be learning languages in countries that don't speak them. You might be in Germany learning Spanish, right? And in order to replicate what you would get in a real Spanish environment, you need to take advantage of a wide range of sources. You can't just look at one thing. You have to try to get as many different forms of one type of learning as possible, right? So let me describe listening, for example. You want to improve your listening comprehension. You understand how to speak now, but listening, you find that certain types of people speak in a way that's just a bit too difficult for you to understand. You could start with YouTube videos. Once you get used to the speaking YouTube videos, move to series on Netflix. Once you get used to that, move to podcasts. Once you've done with that, go to uh, news shows. And then go watch uh, reels on Instagram or French people speaking. Try to get as many different sources as possible. And uh, oftentimes you'll find that, oh, you know, I understand it this way because they speak more slowly and it's a bit more structured. But informal language is sort of a bit more difficult to, to understand. Um, another thing that's also important is just consistency. Do it as often as you can. Make it a daily habit. It doesn't have to be long, 10, 15 minutes. As long as you're consistent, I think that'll, that'll really help. I am definitely not a scientist, but I do think having some sort of clear goal motivation really helps just stick to that consistency. Um, there's also been studies that have shown that 20 minutes after learning can really help you better remember what you studied. Uh, so... Maybe after a long study session, you take a 20-minute nap or just rest with your eyes closed. And uh, yeah, that could that could really help. Um, also, staying hydrated. Staying hydrated is quite important. So the average, the consensus for the average amount of water that you consume is about 8 ounces. So for everyone else who's not using the imperial system, the metric system, the superior system, it's about 236 milliliters an hour for 10 hours after you've been awake. And there's another thing called the Gallupin equation, which is your body weight in pounds divided by 30, and that's how many ounces of water you need a day. So now, if you're hydrated, you're gonna be thinking better, everything's gonna be better. So, let's look at a few tools. So there's Quizzic. Quizzic is a great 
tool. It's the closest thing you can get to a real life tutor. It's an AI assistant that breaks down the different parts of language. It creates a brain map. It shows you where you're doing well, where you're not doing well. Based on your performance, it'll suggest what you should do or what the next part of the language that you could be learning. Also, it has writing exercises, speaking exercises, and grammar revision. So for me, this is the best tool available for someone who's trying to learn French or Spanish. Currently, they only have French or Spanish, but they're trying to expand it to different languages. Now, if you're doing writing and you want to make sure that you're spelling things correctly, using them in the right context, you might be using Google Translate. Now, Google Translate's fine, and I think they're getting there, but one of the best tools that I found is a tool called DeepL. So DeepL is essentially a translator, but what makes it so different compared to all the other translators is that it uses context. So certain words in certain languages will mean different things. So for example, if I take the words directly, I am hot, and I put them into French. Je suis chaud. That doesn't mean I'm hot. That means I'm horny. I may be horny, but that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say I'm hot. I'm trying to describe the weather and you don't want to mistranslate that. And often Google will get that wrong. That's not what you want to do. Please, for the love of God, um, know the phrases to avoid when going to the language. So DeepL uses context. It's got a bunch of languages there. They're super accurate. It learns as it goes along and uh, it's my preferred translator. Then you also get Pimsleur. Pimsleur is a pretty cool tool. Um, it's specific to languages and it breaks down sections based on what you're trying to do. For example, speaking will be like greetings, then goodbyes, and then uh, questions for when going out. The problem I have with Pimsleur is it's a bit expensive and I feel like it's not as accessible to everyone. Um, the writing and speaking exercises also aren't as advanced, um, I feel, compared to an app like Speakly, for example, which has prompts it'll give you a sentence it'll ask you to fill in the word it'll remember the words that you've learned and then it can give you flashcards it can also get well it also has the option to listen to uh stories but now the nice thing with the stories is you have the translation of the language you're learning and your native language so you can follow along in real time it also has all the rules for grammar vocabulary and anything new you need to learn it's my preferred option with quizic as it gives you that broad approach of learning as many different things in as many different areas as possible, which I think is the most important thing if you really want a language to stick. So while I was looking at this, I there's a podcast that I really enjoy, um, the Huberman Lab podcast, and he had an episode where he was talking about listening, which I thought was quite interesting. So there are these things called, I need to preface, I'm definitely not a scientist, so forgive my pronunciation or if I uh, blunder a fact, uh, kill me in the comments. It's uh, called auto-acoustic emissions. So apparently, up to 70% of people's ears make noise. They did not know this. For the love of God, why our ears are making noise? That's like our mouth eating itself. That's probably not the best example. You, you get what I mean. Um, and heterosexual uh, women make, tend to make them a lot more than gay or bi women. And they can even be detected by some microphones and some people. Heterosexual women also produce them more than heterosexual men. And the hormones during the development stage of a fetus obviously can affect the way it listens. And I was I was curious and confused. I was confurious. I was like, well, how does memory work? For uh, a non-scientist uh, like myself, how does this work? So it's the process of transforming short-term memory into long-term memory. 
and then it got, undergoes a process, the neurons undergo a process called protein synthesis, which means more proteins are made, which glues them together. And it's said, according to certain sources, that shorter memory lasts for about 20 to 30 seconds and needs reinforcement to better be able to understand interference, you know, all the other signals that are going on in the brain. And long, at least to me, long-term memory seems almost unconscious. It's just there. You don't have to think of it. Like, you'll know, you know how to shout ow if you kick your toe. You, you, you know how to cut a knife or cut with a knife. Cut a knife. Can't think of a situation where you would be trying to cut a knife. I mean, I guess YouTube, anything goes on YouTube these days. Um, it, it seems almost unconscious. You know, it's something you don't have to think of. It's just lying underneath the surface, readily available. So I think that reinforcement process of being consistent, getting the language every day, reminding your brain that, hey, we need this. This is important. Please, let's stick with it. It's something we're going to need in the future. I think it's a great way to, it's a great way to help make the language stick. And I think once you get it going, once you reach an advanced enough level, you'll gain such a great appreciation for the new language for your own language and you might even want to learn a new one you might become a polyglot who knows another thing the last point that i found that was really cool was i read an article a while ago that uh said that if you learn for example the word cow in english and you learn the word cow in mandarin when you say cow in either one of those languages the same part of the brain lights up how this happens don't know pretty damn cool so to sum up be consistent, find a motivation, find a tool that works, stick with it, and drink lots of water. Okay, guys, this has been a, a just a, you know, bit of a random episode about what I like. If you like it, let me know. If you don't, let me know a bit more quietly. I kid. And until then, I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.